0: Hello and welcome to episode 166 of First Geek 411. I'm your host, Cameron Franklin. With me, as always, is my best man, Chris Nicolay.
1: Chris, how are you doing today? Hello, hello. I am recovering. I stayed home today from work. has been mm. nice. I slept like 18 hours. Nice. Migraines. But yeah, I'm good. Finished another Gundam. I'm happy.
0: Nice. Joining us and keeping us on track with the fact that we're not recording the Zoom call. Shanine, how are you doing? Pretty
2: good. How's
0: life going up north?
2: Oh, you know, just minor emergencies all the time.
0: (laughs) Just all the time. (laughs) And joining us, the most southern northerner. Emma, how are you doing today?
3: Well, since I've started joining the podcast and stopped listening to it because I'm on it, I have completely forgotten what the uh, intro song sounded like. And I was just reminded tonight because I had my thing unmuted and it was a very pleasant trip down memory lane.
0: Big shout out to Kessler for putting that together.
3: But otherwise, I'm just over here um, making my dreams a reality and Mm -hmm. having people tell me it's okay to have stupid ideas because they're really cool ideas. So yeah, I'm living the dream right now. Sounds awesome. I mean, if we've
1: learned anything from things like Sharknado.
3: (laughs) I mean, iconic, right? Iconic.
0: (laughs) But yeah. People should go head over to the Discord, find out what all's going on. Emma's big news. (laughs) So this week, we're going to catch up on what we've been up to. Then, of course, we'll dive into our discussion topics. We got Edge of Sleep, Kim's Convenience, Lord of the Rings, and of course, Rock'em Sock'em Robots. And then um, we'll wrap up with the top three things that we like that people haven't heard of or that other people don't like. So we're getting a little hipstery this week. And before we get into the show proper, as always, listeners, you can find us as onegeek411 on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. You can join our Discord server if you want to hang out with us between shows or send us an email at 1stgeek411 at gmail.com. You can also check out our website, onegeek411.com. And then you watch live each Monday night, 645 Mountain Time, be part of the post-show chats. And then you can also find our videos on YouTube where you can like, comment, and subscribe. Then you can rate and subscribe wherever wherever it is that you listen to podcasts. And then of course, you can check out our Redbubble store to get that merch. So let's go ahead and get into what we've been up to the past week. Emma, why don't you start us off?
3: I got my first, I was gonna say I got my first stab on Saturday. Because of <laughs> Cameron's terminology over here, I got the the first half of the COVID dosage vaccine Woo. thing, whatever the word is for it. And that was very exciting. I've never been so excited to get a needle stuck into my arm.
1: <laughs> what team are you on?
3: And I am of the Hogwarts House Pfizer.
1: Woo, Pfizer.
3: So, oh, that's the not cool that one. I had much choice in the matter, yeah, but. Yeah. Um, <laughs>
1: I feel like that's the most um, common one. Yeah.
3: Yeah. <laughs> I just sort of showed up. And you know what? I'm not going to complain because mm-hmm. it's a vaccine. So yeah. Um, and that was exciting. And earlier this week, I played some Subnautica um, over on my own Twitch page because I didn't have a login for our Twitch page.
0: Yeah, And um, certain someone wasn't looking at their phone <laughs> to get the code. Which is totally fine. How you dare you was, not look at your phone 24-7? Just completely, like, spur of for the moment,
3: I'm pitch. bored, like, I want to play some of this. Yeah. Let's go. The funny thing is, like,
0: we were playing Minecraft, so, like, I was, like, next to my phone. <laughs> and so it wasn't like we were, like, busy. I just didn't look at my phone. For, yeah. and, then, and then I, I got to, like, like, failed to log in or whatever.
3: Yeah. At some point, I was just like, well, that's okay. I'll just go play it over on the page i have because i have an account and just pick a thing up on the page or whatever and it was fun um obviously i love that game great game love it and i worked on my animal crossing island a little bit because i started a new game new island a while ago and uh yeah that's been the most exciting part of my week
0: nice shaneen what about you
2: the Geekdom Come To came out.
1: She's ready for that.
2: Woo! I was
0: <laughs> super confused what the acronym was in chat, or like in then show notes, and I feel like I should have known that.
2: <laughs> Probably, <laughs> but yes, this science fiction inspired devotional. I contributed two devos to it, and it came out a week Sunday, and you should get it. And also go to my Instagram and enter the giveaway for that Geekdom Come Two and one ebooks. And also nice. there's a whole lot of goodness going on at thehootandhowl.com. Five days of devotional reflections. And you can also download five free devotionals at geekdevo.com slash hoot and howl. Nice. That's and what
0: are your you know. devos on? I think you've posted about what they were. By now.
2: Yes. Dr. Who and Violet Evergarden. Ooh.
0: <laughs> mm, <laughs> both
1: Violet great Evergarden. choices.
0: Yeah, I've never seen Violet Evergarden.
3: It's on Netflix it's and go watch it. It's excellent. It's short. It's Very excellent watching at y'all's recommendation. And it was a great recommendation. It's
1: Dude. so good. <laughs> I was really disappointed because Netflix doesn't simulcast in the U.S. with that series. So I had to wait till it was all done, and they had the exclusive rights for the U.S. And I was like, do, I, I had to debate. Do I get a mm-hmm. VPN so I can watch simulcast this in another country? Yes.
3: That's what I do to watch staged.
1: But I just waited as patient. Mm-hmm. There's enough anime happening that season. to keep me occupied but a... did not did not regret it
3: not gonna lie nordvpn was a solid subscription that i spent money on would highly recommend
1: they're not they also don't sponsor NordVPN. us so. yeah sponsor every, you sponsor everyone <laughs> why aren't you sponsoring us
3: come on pay up
1: don't overpromote them yet <laughs> <laughs> just in case another vpn wants to sponsor us
2: <laughs> But yes, so there was a lot of excitement with the launch of that this week. Um, me and my husband also played Root. Finally, got around to it. It is very complicated. Yes, and
0: <laughs>
2: <laughs> took a while to get the hang of. Once you figure out, figure it out. It's like, oh, okay. Like it. Who's your much, favorite clan? I've only we only played once, so. So am I. I. What's your favorite (laughs) clan? (laughs) I don't know. I played as the Marquis de Cat and lost really bad. So, not that one. I played as the birds and I lost real bad. (laughs) Yeah, it'll take me a few more rounds to get a hang of the strategy. I'm, I'm slow with strategy stuff. So am I. But. It seemed fun. Definitely would like to play it again. So that's good. And then the rest of my this week was a lot of very different TV shows. Um, <laughs> <laughs> we picked up Fairy Tale again. Um, we left off for a while just because every episode started to feel exactly the same. <laughs> and we we're having a hard time with it. And now we've decided to finish it and have absolutely zero clue what's going on. It's been just long enough (laughs) that you don't remember any of the previous plot. It's weird. We remember like storylines before that, but this storyline that we're in the middle of, we're like, I don't remember any of this. (laughs) Which
1: time jump is it?
2: (laughs) Uh, We're in the Tartaros storyline. Yeah. I don't know. They're fighting. None of the girls are wearing clothes at this point.
0: Um, I've made my stance on certain anime tropes well <laughs> now.
2: Yeah. Yeah, we're at that point. Um, other than that, I don't really know. There's demons. There's bad clans, guilds. We're fighting them. In a few episodes, we'll win by the power of friendship. Yep. So that... Um, the most important treasure
3: for the friends we made <laughs> along the way.
2: Exactly. Um, we watched the last season of Kim's Convenience, and I will get into that later. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I know, right? Uh, 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 um, <laughs> I've also been watching The Serpent, which is the, it's based on the true story of a serial killer in Asia. And I'm watching it because Jenna Coleman is in it. And she's wonderful.
1: Apparently Asian she, serial killers get a lot cooler names.
2: He is, yeah, he's half Asian. Half Vietnamese off, operating out of Bangkok.
1: The Serpent.
2: It's super scary and I definitely had a nightmare about it last night, but I really like it. (laughs) It's still like a really interesting show. I'm enjoying it. And we watched the first episode of The Chosen, which is about Jesus' life. So also very good so far. I liked it. Chris, what
0: about
1: you? As for me, um, I've wa- started watching Invincible, which is an uh, Amazon series, um, superhero series, animated series. Um, it's pretty good so far. It's a lot darker than I was expecting based on the initial trailers for it. Um, it looked kind of like The Boys meets My Hero Academia. Yeah. Kind of plays with that. Like, Well... I mean, not to spoil it completely, but kind of plays with that idea of like, what if the most powerful superhero on the planet is not actually a good guy? Mm. Um, but I mean, it has it has some good other themes dealing with like family and, um, yeah. I, I mean, I it's worth watching. Um, the animation's not the best. Um. One thing that irritates me in animation is when there is more detail in your background than the characters in your foreground.
2: Mm.
1: And this has a lot of that. And it's like, why? (laughs) Um, But also uh, I wanted to throw out a couple of recommendations for current simulcast animes um, currently on Crunchyroll or Verve, wherever you watch. Um, I'm going to throw these out there and see if you could tell me what, if you th- can tell what these are about. Those Snow White notes. If I've learned anything about anime, it's that you can't tell anything about it from the title. Or you can tell everything about it from the title. It's one Touché. or
3: the other. It's <laughs> about a young princess whose evil stepmother sent her into the forest. <laughs> and then she started writing notes to herself because she was losing her memory. No. <laughs> I know. I just
1: she need any guesses, or do you know? Because you you're watching it.
2: I don't know. <laughs> um, I don't know. Something to do with the musician, and then yes, Snow White writing notes was my other guess.
1: Yes, it is a music anime technically um so technically. It, i mean it, no it straight up is um specifically revolving around the shamisen you guys know what shamisen is yeah oh. it's like the four string japanese guitar and they have the oh. paddle.
3: oh um, yeah okay yeah.
1: and so far is this is this might be my favorite anime currently but you know i i love music animes i love the the oh I can't remember what they're called now, but this is, this takes a little different turn than the previous ones. It's not like a music uh, high school group or it is a high schooler is the main character, but, um, ultimately he grew up, uh, learning to play the shamisen from his grandfather who passes away and he's trying to refine his sound and deal with that struggle. Um, but along the way he's kind of, uh, he's introduced to, um, a quite like every episode there's like a new character introduction that's going to have an impact on his playing and i definitely recommend this one um next up i have beyond eternity and this is a weird one um aren't they all weird i mean yes but this 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 is a this is an obscure concept um essentially it's an it's an alien anime kind of, uh, <laughs> um, essentially, but it's not necessarily about this, this organism, but an organism, um, comes to earth and it can kind of adopt properties and kind of evolve rapidly. Um, so eventually like when it first comes, it, it hits a rock. So it adopts the properties of a rock. Um, eventually oh, it becomes a wolf. You've
3: talked about this.
1: um, and or then someone
3: has and
1: then it's adapted into a human eventually um but it doesn't have any like any of the knowledge or you know it doesn't know what to do um as a human um or anything like that but it it it's really good now, once i'm um, thinking
3: about the time i got reincarnated as a slime or whatever because <laughs> i watched a little bit of that that anime is really
1: good too and it's second season is done
3: anime is weird
1: because that anime that tells you everything you need to know about the anime yeah
3: <laughs>
1: <laughs> got reincarnated as a slime <laughs> um and uh burning comedy what do you think this one is based on my taste and in... i mean it's gotta be a sports anime right you're right it is a sport. And that's because anime.
0: comedy is like the national sport of like Pakistan or something like that. Is it? I don't know. I Googled comedy. <laughs>
1: and that was <laughs> that was what came up. I don't know anything Shameful about eyes. this sport. Oh <laughs> um, I, I cheated. I like I also closed it. Oh, the national sport of Bangladesh. Bangladesh. Okay. I like, I wasn't sure if this was something that was made up specifically for the anime because there are animes that do that. Well they make up a sport just to turn it into a thing. Um but yes it is a sports anime revolving around the sport called comedy which is like a tag combat sports kind of sport so you're like on a confined whatever you have to go to like there's you do a raid you tag someone on the other team and you have to try to make it back to their side without getting tackled i don't understand all the rules yet it's only three episodes in um but uh essentially the main character left sports because he was too good at them and got kind of blackmailed into playing Burning Comedy and or comedy. And yeah, it's 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 interesting so far. I like the character so far, um, for it being a sports anime. Um, um but yeah, I recommend these three okay. so far. So Um, I want to read. So this is from Wikipedia. This is their first
0: paragraph on kabaddi, And this sounds like the most absurd sport. And I'm super interested in watching this anime based on this. So it says kabaddi is a contact team sport played by two teams of seven players. The objective of the game is for a single player on offense referred to as a Raider to run into the opposing teams, half of the court, tag out as many of their defenders as possible, then return to their own half of the court, all without being tackled by defenders and in a single breath. Points are scored for each player tagged by the Raider, while the opposing team earns a point for stopping the Raider. Players are taken out of the game if they are tagged or tackled, but are brought back in for each point scored by their team from a tag or tackle. So it's like wrestling meets tag meets dodgeball. Mm -hmm. And I'm like meets capture the flag. Yeah. And super interested.
3: Thinking, when you said it had seven players my brain immediately went to oh so it's Quidditch.
1: <laughs> <laughs> so I'm not, I, so yeah. far in at least the anime version it's like 1v3. It's like three man teams. Maybe four. I don't know what the whole idea is. But it doesn't seem like they're doing a full 7v7 From what I can tell. But I don't know. Maybe Jeff you just play by different rules. Yeah. But yeah, sports animes. It's my recommendation for this this season. <laughs> um It's not as I, I I'm gonna throw it out. It's not my favorite. It's not as to me, it's not as good as Yawa Peta or Haikyuu, but it has potential. Um <laughs> But yeah, those are the three recommendations I currently have. Obviously, I'll cover more as I watch the first three episodes of the se- current seasons. There's a lot of anime right now. <laughs> um, but yeah, that's what I've been up to.
0: So for me, I finished Serafina, our book club book. Um, that'll be not this Thursday, but next Thursday. And so,
3: um, so i really enjoy
0: really enjoyed it i might actually go back and listen to some of like the the latter like half of it again um i kind of just got really in the zone playing games like while listening and that was how i knocked out a bunch of it as i was just like grinding to get the platinum and control which i got um and then playing some more no man's sky which is like the perfect um like podcast or audiobook game it's like such a good game to just be playing while listening to other stuff um And then um, I also streamed some Magic the Gathering this past Sunday for my Sunday stream. Did some Strixhaven drafts. So that was a lot of fun. And then um, Deanna and I got the latest game from Unstable Games, the makers of Unstable Unicorns and Art by T-Turtle called Happy Little Dinosaurs.
3: I am a (laughs) Stegosaurus.
0: And so the, the basic premise is that you are trying to survive extinction um, and you're trying to get rid of um, trauma, or not, they're not called trauma, um, disasters. They're, um, and so you're trying to avoid predatory disasters, natural disasters, and emotional disasters. And so, and then as you score points, you you move up your track and either their first player to 50 points wins or. Um, if you get all a certain numbers of the disasters, you lose. And so overall, You're really playing fun.
3: against the game.
0: Well, you're playing against the other people. Um, and so you're like, um, like playing cards from your hand and stuff like that to try to basically bid. And the higher you bid, the less likely you are to get the disaster. Um, but then there's cards that like will reverse the points and stuff like that and like trade stuff around. And so um, we're hoping to play it again this weekend with some friends uh, and play like a four player game and see how that goes um, two player game goes really fast, so it's a good way to like knock out a several rounds really quickly but um, but yeah, um, highly recommend Deanna posted some cool pictures and I got a little bit for my social media too and um, so go check those out uh, and I'll I should have more thoughts next week after we've played more. <laughs> I guess with all of that, let's get into our discussion topics. Emma, what do you got?
3: I've been on a bit of a YouTube fix this week. And anyone who knows me well, like super well, knows that I'm a big fan of your boy Markiplier. Mm -hmm. Um, And he he was the main character for a, a podcast audio story a while back called edge of sleep which is this cool story about essentially any it's kind of like if you not utopia where it's like a future world catastrophe what's the word for that like it's a story where something bad happens and it's like, like a world dies
1: or post-apocalyptic there you go or... that's the word
3: where like anyone who falls asleep just sort of dies and so all the main characters who are like have to try and Stay alive by not falling asleep to like solve what's going on, but it got picked up as a TV show, and the Markiplier is going to be the main character in the TV show because he was the main character for the podcast, and I was pretty excited about that because um, I like the stuff that he makes and is a part of, and he's done a bunch of charity work in the past, and mm-hmm. it's he's one of those internet. <laughs> people that I can support in terms of the things that he does and the things he, that he believes in. So yeah, I'm excited about that and I'm looking forward to it. Uh, and they also brought on a couple of other people who I've never heard of, but Annelia Tipton, who was in Crazy Stupid Love. and. Evie Harlow who is next are also going to be a part of it so yeah and then we also got a Subnautica trailer for below zero mm-hmm. which I'm also very excited about so that is coming out May 14th officially um yeah May 14th and I'm excited for that and looking forward to a not dying via large ocean creatures, yeah. Instead, you'll die due to large
0: frozen creatures,
3: <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> They'll look like worms with them, um, yeah. Swords as noses. <laughs> <laughs> so, that's my
2: news for this week, Shanee? What do you got? So as I mentioned before, we watched the Kim's Convenience final season. Um, The finale aired on April 13th. So I won't get too spoilery or anything. But basically what happened was the co-creators announced they were moving on to other projects and the producers decided to end the show. People were not aware of this until it happened. There was supposed to be at least one more season. The oh, wow. actors didn't know it was the finale until this Oof. happened. Oof. And it
0: was... Congratulations. You're out of your...
3: <laughs> You're out of work. That's... Yeah. yeah. For an yeah. industry that runs almost entirely on reputation... I can guarantee you those producers have some negative reviews about them.
2: (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. So not
3: do them well in the future.
2: Yeah. In the statement they released, the creators said that like they felt the story was finished and wanted to be able to end things on their own terms. And basically in everything I saw the actors release they're like, these characters were not done. Like Mm -hmm. they deserved better endings. And Yeah, without any spoilers, after having watched it, the characters were kind of left hanging. It felt like they were just opening up some things in those last few episodes. And then they're like, and now it's over. Ta-da. That's it. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, It's one of those
0: that like on paper, the things that you said are things that I think are good. Like the creators wanted to move on. So they wrapped the story and then, the producers and were like well, yeah. we're not gonna milk it we're gonna end the show but then it's like then the other stuff of like we just didn't tell anyone
3: yeah it's
1: like well That's... yeah it's like yeah. If you, yeah you could have also yeah. like done more with the end of the current season to to have a better rap than just kind of
3: yeah
1: by the way this is it
3: yeah <laughs> and like i yeah it I get where the creators are coming from in the sense of they didn't you don't wanna push a story beyond what you've intended it to be. So shows like um Fifth Creek mm-hmm. in the good sense of the name, um <laughs> they did not push on beyond what, season five, however yeah, many seasons. I think it's so five five, because they had planned out the whole the whole storyline from season one to season five, they'd planned that out before they even started filming season one. And when it got picked up a whole huge popularity, they still said, no, we're going to finish and end it at season five, even though we can financially afford to keep going because we planned it that way. Mm -hmm. But from the sound of this, I've never seen Kim's convenience. Like, there was some intent with sort of the thought process for the story to at least get one more season, even if it was a short one to like, they were headed in that route of wrapping up the characters
2: fully it's in-
3: Just crowd a movie.
1: <laughs>
2: even a movie would work. Yeah. Yeah, it's funny that you bring up Schitt's Creek because that's kind of what I was comparing it to in my mind, because... If you've seen the finale of that, like some of the characters' stories are left open ended, mm-hmm. like they're moving on to new things and you don't necessarily know what's gonna happen with them, but it still feels like their story was wrapped up yeah. well. Yeah. And like Yeah, they're, they're setting up on. for a spin off. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and I feel like that's kind Not of what Kim's convenience but yeah. That's kind of what Kim's convenience was going for. Was like an open ended, like they're doing more things with their life, but they just kind of were like, "And here's the middle of a story, and we're ending it."
3: Mm-hmm.
2: It was rough. Not the way to do it.
3: <laughs> I like Janine so. in the in the the notes. You just have heckin' tragedy. <laughs> <laughs> I just,
0: that's okay. tragedy. And, and I'll say, like, on, on my end, like, with that, I wasn't sure if it was a tragedy because you were like emotional that it ended, or if it was a tragedy <laughs> because we were angry about how it ended. And so I wasn't sure where we were going with that. And
2: I was like, this could go either way. Yeah, no. Ugh. So, yes, that being said, what are the best and worst finales that you've seen? And what makes a finale great? Uh, this goes back
3: to, for me, Schiff Creek. Like, they they concluded the story that happened within that town mm-hmm. of the characters, but still, like you were saying, left it a little open-ended for some of the characters. So, like, their their time in, in Schiff Creek ended and they were all going off to their own things but it felt like it was a conclusive Mm
2: -hmm.
3: there was there was closure for that portion of their lives so it was for a good final it leaves the audience going okay like we got a snapshot into this crazy experience that these rich people had after going bankrupt and ending up in a middle of nowhere America. And then they got their life together and, you know, figured themselves Mm -hmm. out, whatever that looks like. We don't need to see what happens after that, because we have a good experience of that chunk of time, if you will. Um, So it felt conclusive while still Mm -hmm leaving some of it up to the viewer's imagination.
0: So. I'll say for best, I, I will die on the hill that Parks and Rec has one of the best final seasons out there. Eh. Um, I love the Parks yes and, and Rec, no. the fi- like the final season as a whole.
3: Um, and um,
0: I, I I just will think, agree
3: with you for the most part. I just felt it weird that they did a whole time jump of like see see I love five years jump. or whatever.
0: That's one of my it favorite just parts. So it threw me
3: off so much. Threw me off so bad. Um, and, but yes, um, Otherwise, I agree with you. Yeah.
0: And so, and that to me gets into one of the things that I define in a great finale is that it gives you that conclusion. And I think a lot of really good fi- like finales give you that one year later or something and you get that brief look and what is the character's life now that they've overcome the challenge. Um, and I think that parks and rec just takes it and makes a whole season out of the, uh, out of that concept. And I really enjoyed it. Um, and then it also to what, uh, what y'all have already said, it puts a bow on the stories that were going on in the show. Um, but still has hope it still has the characters feeling like there's more to life after the show. It doesn't, it's not just like everything ends um, in terms of worst finales. I got two. Um and, and we'll say game of Thrones. Cause why? <laughs> um, Cause they got ahead gets, of the books. <laughs> yeah. And, and that gets into like, even outside, even aside from stuff like that, um, like, I think a good finale should still feel like the show, like the rest of the show. And that that's one of my big complaints about the final season of Game of Thrones is that it just felt completely different than the rest. I just um, gotta
3: say, some of the things they did to make that show happen, big red flags, <laughs> huge red flags, you should not set 20 people on fire at once on set. <sighs> Terrible idea. <laughs>
1: sounds like a great idea yeah um and
0: like and I, I i still think in the final season of game of thrones there's some really cool ideas i just don't think i think it was this should have not been in one season that kind of thing um and so not
3: the hobbit
0: yes yeah, so not the hobbit um so that's one and then my other one is the the finale of how i met your mother yes um where the the finale literally original contradicts, or well, well, yes, I'll say <laughs> original. I don't care about your director's cut ending. Like you aired one ending, that's the ending you intended, and it was so bad that you had to release another one. Um, and and so like. Cause like the whole final season of how I met your mother is building up towards, and we're going to have spoilers here for how I met your mother. If you haven't watched it, go watch it. Just don't watch. Let's don't have I high hopes don't for the finale. Care. <laughs> um, but like the whole season's building towards Barney and Robin's wedding. And then like, that's the whole season. And then like the finale is
1: three it didn't years work later. Them.
0: Oh, we got divorced. And it was just like, well, why did you make us, like, spend a whole season of waiting for your wedding. Um, and that gets into something, again, that y'all have said, um, specifically in terms of Schitt's Creek and how well it did, is a good finale is planned out. And the creators of How I Met Your Mother have said that there were various points where they weren't sure who the mother was going to be. And they had escape plans for if they were to get canceled, they could have had victoria come back and be the mother they had plans for like all these other like like contingencies should they have been canceled or people not have been able to come back and they they just didn't know or or they might have had a hope but they didn't know if they were going to get there
2: and it was just like really not heard that before yeah and i hate it yeah i, <laughs> I think it
0: was it. And, and i could have the specifics of this story wrong i'll google and i'll try to put it in the discord but i think it's around season six there were a lot of talks about them not having another season um and there was a like a, a serious consideration towards um victoria coming back and being the mother How and whether or not we seasons
3: still of it are there
0: i want to say there's nine
3: That's also what I think. Because the concept of How I Met Your Mother is one, in my humble opinion, that would have done very well from a limited number of seasons. Mm -hmm. Like Schitt's Creek, where there's five or six or whatever. And they have it completely planned out ahead of time. Um, Even if they throw in all the comedic stuff As they go, like they plan out the basic storyline of it. And they wouldn't, might not have run into that issue of a rough last season Mm -hmm. if they just picked a character and said, you're going to be the mother and planned for that the entire time.
2: Yeah.
3: Of course, this is also coming from someone who's maybe seen two episodes of the entire show. (laughs) So.
2: Yeah, I don't think... The concept got old. I don't think there was a season that I didn't like. It was just the finale. Yeah,
0: I, agree. I and, and I completely agree as well. And even the final season as a whole isn't
1: bad.
2: I love it's the just, final season. They just it's just, end just, in, just with with the finale the last episode. <laughs> it's literally
1: yeah. just the finale. But they gave you they, they I, I I've yeah, i watched that and then immediately watched the alternate ending and I was like, that's better at least.
0: So yeah, so that's mine. Um and so and we'll actually I found the article. So I I'm going to read while other people are talking and multitask and then we'll have it for post show chat and I'll post it in the discord. <laughs> but
1: I don't I'm trying to think of finales right now. Um i think chuck had a decent finale
2: i just finished it <laughs> <laughs> i spent like three hours crying but like it's good though right it's, <laughs> like, so, it's good. Like, so good i love it that's why i watched the whole show again
1: i think i think it's like named chuck versus the goodbye or something like that right i don't know
3: yes I, okay. if we're going down so. that route, i just thought of hannibal <laughs> And I don't know why my brain <laughs> made that connection, but
1: um,
3: that's a rabbit hole.
1: Truck, I think Psych did a good job with their final season and finale. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, I think their
0: only weirdness was
1: like actual like logistics, right?
0: Because like the Psych musical came out like after the season that is supposed to take out take place before right, or something like right. that. Which isn't, like, their fault. That's just a, it mm-hmm. was, like, a logistical issue that caused that to yeah. happen.
1: But. The Fresh Prince finale is a very emotional one. But, yeah. Those are the ones that come to mind for good finales. I, have... I can't think of any bad ones right now.
2: I still love the office finale mm-hmm. that is one that also consistently makes me cry every time i watch it um i mean the scrubs finale if you <laughs> pretend if you that don't the watch the final <laughs> season but <yeah>. that... <laughs>
0: the actual intended finale is really good
2: yeah <laughs>
0: <laughs> that was one that i was thinking of and i just kind of like like I don't know if Scrubs counts. <laughs> like it's such a weird, like <laughs> they had such a good ending and then they just
2: made That's the one where the they season. pass it on to the next generation. <laughs> yes. Yeah, okay. So there's an example of a bad finale, but yeah. also a good don't finale. Do that, Fred. Don't do that. They
1: had a good finale and then they did more and yeah. <laughs> and then they made it not the finale is the problem. <laughs> oh, that
2: was weird.
3: mm mm-hmm. Sherlock. pretty decent finale if you can call it that for what for what for sherlock oh oh mm-hmm. very weird up in the air thing though. you don't actually know if it's canceled or not. It's just on eternal hiatus.
1: It was the end. We knew that was the end.
3: Yes, but there's also thoughts and whispers that it's not actually the end. It's the end.
0: (laughs) I want to believe.
3: I believe in Sherlock Holmes.
2: (laughs) In chat, Chunk says... He Thought Seinfeld had a bad finale. I've never watched all of Seinfeld, so I don't know.
1: Neither have I. I'm pretty sure I've just seen like the same 20 episodes that are usually on air <laughs> during the day. Didn't Teen Titans and Taurus Lee just stop? Oh my goodness! Like they just didn't air the final episodes or like something like that? I just. Thanks for reminding me of that. Yeah, no, like, uh. Yeah, it 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 just stopped and they even mention it in Teen Titans Go. They have a whole episode like <laughs> they it. they show the Teen Titans Go characters their previous selves and they're like <laughs> best episode of Teen Titans Go um by far. Um but yeah, Teen Titans just no resolution at all. You have to remind me of that. <laughs> <I> We're <was> talking <laughs> about bad finales, and I had that was a bad one. Your wife's also mentioning Merlin in chat. Um, yeah. I mean, I didn't think Merlin's was abrupt,
3: it just they'll they lost their passion for it and being able to execute their ideas. Properly, so yes, in the end, it did feel rushed, Diana. Diana, I agree with you because they didn't have the. <laughs> I don't think
1: I I I think it's where they got like, I I don't say I wouldn't say it's pa- lack of passion that got them. Um, But they were definitely getting to the point where they weren't able to be consistent within their story. Yeah. Within the mythos. That's essentially what I mean. The King Arthur lore. um, And being consistent with that. So they gave it a... But... Oh, Oh, yeah.
0: There's
3: a reason I have a stuffed animal octopus named Sir legs Mm Mm-hmm
0: deanna also says efs chat for the shows that got murked by the writer strike in the early 2010s and then specifically calls out heroes that should have just ended after the first season they should have just not done a second season it was like that. oh man they do not recover from that like there's four seasons and they don't recover they should have just ended after the first one have
3: your horrible sing-along blog." That was one that was a writer's strike result. Oh, really? Uh-huh. I didn't know that. Mm-hmm. I love
0: that. Yeah. I love Dr. Ho- Hovel's single long blog. I did it not know that was connected with a writer's strike.
3: Courtesy of the one in 2008, uh, Josh Whedon and a couple of those other people who were, like, they did it entirely in their free time with no pay because they wanted to make something without the oversight of the writers guild um, Hmm. and wanted to have total creative control of their own project without having to deal with legalities so that's where that came from
0: (laughs) go watch dr horrible sing-along blog (laughs) 10 out of 10 do recommend listeners let us know what your favorite or at least favorite um finales are. Um and you can do that either in the comments section or over on our social media or discords. So
1: Chris, what do you got for us? So I know ba- your your news is all themed. It's all themed. It's all themed. Um all dealing with Amazon and the ups and downs of being such a big corporation. Um and their ties to Lord of the Rings. So Amazon has officially canceled their Lord of the Rings uh MMORPG which because was originally announced hard. in 2019, especially when you don't really have like a studio or experience doing so. And you take on such a big project. I get it. I'm very disappointed because you spent money to make sure you had the rights. And now you're canceling the MMO as most looking forward to. Yeah. Guys,
3: we just got another piece of news. Anyway, Chris, keep going.
1: <laughs> okay. Um, but yeah, uh, Let's just say that since its launch in 2014, Amazon's Game Studios has yet to really successfully launch a game. Um, It's sad, yeah, it's bad. Meh. Uh, But in other news, we do officially have the budget for the actual first season of their Lord of the Rings series of 465 million dollars. For the first season. So much money. <laughs> Chunk tells me that uh, it's okay we still have Hogwarts Legacy. That's not the
3: same world. <laughs> Different world, man. Yeah. I will say, like,
0: why like if you're a studio that has not released a video game, why is an MMO your
1: first choice? Probably because like, they ha- seems... they had a framework from the previous Lord of the rings mmo so i mean if you can take that and take it to the next level because yeah the lord of the rings mmo is not good it's like a just a lord of the rings themed runescape so let's do it again <laughs> um, Someone well, yeah, that, like, that's kind of my point
0: like like it just seems so weird that like a a genre as complicated to make as an mmo like that would be your first like or not your first actual game they had other people in right. the studio or other games in the studio that didn't happen but like but that would be the game that you were trying to do that just seems crazy to me right like, give me a lord of the rings battle royale like it's not gonna be
1: what we want but no battle royale i mean there is a lord of the rings uh moba i played a lot of the lord of the rings moba it is not good with a controller <laughs> it wasn't accurate but <laughs> i played a so lot bad of it. on a controller oh man um but uh just so we can put that in perspective 465 million for the first season for single season this is the largest budget for a tv show ever <laughs> and i'm really excited kind of i don't know i'm skeptical but um So, four hundred sixty-five million to produce. They already spent two hundred fifty million to acquire the rights. And but is that
0: is that so? That's separate, right? That's not included in the four hundred fifty
1: million. No, that's a separate amount just to get the rights to start development. That's what I thought. I want to make sure. So So then, the actual development so seven hundred million so far production cost is four hundred sixty-five million. So yeah, like yeah. 700 and what 15 million something like that total so far for a series um uh just to throw this out there the most prior game of thrones final uh finale uh final season was 90 million dollars which is about 15 million per episode so we're at what well, five, depends how many episodes it is, yeah, right? Five times. Like, I mean, production. Uh, Disney spent around a hundred million on the first season of The Mandalorian. This is an expensive series. <laughs> I'm hoping they're all do like it's just straight up, like what they did with the original series, and it's just actual actors in in costume, just straight up. Mm-hmm. And also the US government has spent $451 million in 2021 On lunar exploration
0: <laughs>
1: Okay So, they, we so one space For <laughs> the Lord of the Rings TV series Lord of the Rings take TV your pick. series <laughs> I'll take it <laughs> But yeah So much money is going into this New Zealand's making bank That's all I yeah. know <laughs> How did Lord of the Rings save New Zealand? Well, tourism. (laughs) Not just tourism, obviously, just production. Production's enough. They're like, probably we could close our borders after this, make sure no one else gets, no one comes here. Um,
0: Yeah. So for me, um, something that plot twist might not be as well thought out as the Lord of the Rings TV series. Um, We got news um, today that Vin Diesel will star in a new live action film based on Rock'em Sock'em robots. Um, And according to Variety, the story will follow a father, played by Diesel, um, who forms a bond with a fighting robot alongside his son. And IGN says, if that sounds oddly familiar, it may be because 2011's Real Steel is basically the same plot. Real Steel was jokingly called the Rock'em Sock'em Robots film when it was first released, but the film starring Diesel will be the real deal. Um, And so there's no way this is good, right?
3: Probably not.
0: I mean, what do you guys think of
1: Battleship? (laughs) Chris, you're getting into the next part of the question. I'm (laughs) I'm not looking at notes. I'm just, I'm winging it.
0: And so, but speaking of Battleship, Um, let's see um, uh, broader trend of children's games being adapted into movies began back in 2012 with Universal Pictures released Battleship Battleship lost an estimated 83 million dollars for Universal but that hasn't stopped Mattel from developing a stream of films based on the properties like Uno and Barbie
3: the the issue with this whole idea is that with things like Battleship and the Rock'em up Robots, they're going for games that have literally no story to them anyway. Yeah. Like You're either just wrestling with these little minifigures or, you know, whatever.
1: See, they're missing, you can... they're missing the money pot. They're missing the game that they should make a movie out of. Okay. Hungry Hungry Hippos. <laughs> I would snap watch a Hungry
0: Hungry Hippos movie. Yeah. Right? I don't like... Probably They're, a better yeah. Monster Hunter movie than Monster Hunter.
3: <laughs> They're not going yes. for the games like Hungry, Hungry Hippo that they could actually make a decent movie out of. They're going for the games that are just not going to adapt well. Yeah.
0: So yeah. Uh, so that kind of brings me into, and we now know Chris's answer is Hungry, Hungry Hippos, but what <laughs> what other... Board games would you like to see adapted into a movie?
3: So I've always pictured in my head um Candyland as being almost like a Barbie Nutcracker movie, but it's Candyland crossed with Alice in Wonderland <laughs> crossed with Barbie yeah
0: and and I think with Candyland, you could do the like Tim Burton twist, yeah and like have the like super like out there super dark version of candy land yeah i think it's, it's like, like a, a um
3: shoot and mother, ladders um what's the the coral line you've mm. got your normal life and then your other mother weird side
1: I was thinking like a shoots and ladders saw crossover, <laughs> <laughs> or what about Jenga? <laughs> Great movie material right there.
3: Yeah, I was gonna suggest life, but then I was like, wait, I'm doing that anyway. Yeah, <laughs> I don't want to watch that. <laughs> um,
0: so when I think bad board games, I of course think of Monopoly. Um and just the futility, like, fut- capitalism. Fut- yeah, the futility of trying to make it in the world, and how monopolies like keep people down and cause people to go bankrupt, and the economic um, trouble that they cause for people, and how it's all futile because you can't control what you roll and you just land on the wrong spot and have to pay them.
3: So what you're saying is, when I end up inevitably working on this project, I'm going to have to consult my brother-in-law because he's <laughs> the the economics person in the family.
2: Yes. <laughs> the Monopoly, Tony. Was... You hear
3: that? You don't listen to us, but you hear that.
2: Got a shout out. you gonna gotta be listen. a reference. <laughs> <laughs> Monopoly was the first one to come to mind for me as well. But what I'm picturing is two rival, like hotel companies. Mm. There's some sort of romance
0: between. It's, it's, them a, it's and... a Romeo and Juliet story.
2: Yes. <laughs> uh, that or I like think a David and that. Goliath. Or David and Goliath. Nice. With like a cute little like B and B, against like this mm-hmm. big chain hotel. I will It'll also say on that idea, I would snap watch that
0: if it was Scrooge McDuck, versus anyone else like Farnsworth, yes. whoever his rival is in the new Ducktales series. I would snap watch that
3: movie. DuckTales, DuckTales. Everyone gather around, it's DuckTales. I don't know the theme song beyond <laughs> that. Ta-da! It's
1: the new theme song. is a bop. Highly
3: recommend.
1: <laughs> I mean, we could always get another Clue adaptation. I also, shout we'll out to it that it. movie. So,
3: like, like, it's not a bad movie,
1: you know? Like, <laughs> that's one board game I movie that it. was done well. <laughs>
3: It was Mr. Pillsbury in the dining room with the wrench, or whatever. That was a movie I watched at my lifelong best friend's house. We were having a sleepover when we were like 10. And I vividly remember we went to Blockbuster's rip and (laughs) kicked out that movie on like, I think it was DVD by that point or whatever. with with her parents and got popcorn and candy and went back and watched it and it was the weirdest movie but i thought it was fascinating but yeah i just remember vividly whenever i think about flu the movie was that night of going to blockbusters specifically and picking it out to watch
1: so man
3: it's peace
0: blockbusters um yeah so listeners in in chat chunk mentions mousetrap um which they already did and it's called mouse hunt um and um he calls that out and so listeners we want to know what board games do you want to see adapted um into movies and give us your quick pitch for them um but with that announcement wise the pitch is a um, one
3: to two sentence statement you can make it in an elevator (laughs) I learned how to write those this semester.
0: Yeah. Um, So, announcement. Don't give away the
3: ending. Okay. (laughs) Sorry. I'll stop it. You're good. You're good. Um, Wait, wait. I have one more piece of news. Oh, yeah. Yeah. We
0: have a news to add in. Go ahead. That
3: I just, that I admittedly discovered while scrolling through Twitter um, (laughs) during the episode um, because I was looking things up. But we have a rumor that Her Majesty Olivia Coleman i.e. Her Majesty the Queen and the Crown, um, currently, is in talks to join the MCU alongside Samuel L. Jackson in Secret Invasion, which is apparently an upcoming T V show mm-hmm. that focuses on Nick Fury, um and his adventures with the um shifter goblin people. Um the scrolls.
0: As seen in Captain Marvel.
3: Yeah, as seen in Captain Marvel. And the show itself is apparently um, supposed to take place um, a little bit. It's supposed to use the events of Captain Marvel as a launching pad to focus on Nick Fury and his adventures in space. So, yeah, apparently Olivia Colman is in talks, at least, to join the MCU. And I find that ex- exciting because I personally love Olivia Coleman um and her works so that's my last piece of news
0: (laughs) okay so an announcement um this saturday there will not be a great commander showdown um we had some scheduling conflicts and it just wasn't gonna work out um but instead chris and i are gonna try to get together and record our top commander cards from commander 2021 Um, So we should have some cool magic content still coming out. Pretty much just strict saving 2.0. Yeah, Um, (laughs) I have thoughts on that, but we'll talk about them. I got to just hold them in till then, bottle them up. Bottle them up, Cameron. Um, And so let's get into our top three list of the week. We're talking um, things that we like that either other people haven't heard of or in general people don't like. So, Emma, why don't you start us off?
3: Okie dokie. So I said earlier that I was in a bit of a YouTube mood this week, and so my first two are YouTube related. But anyway, number one is the Dust YouTube channel. Um, This is the channel that I love. It's all sci fi short films or pretty much all short films that are science fiction focused. So they're either just straight science fiction or science fiction horror made by independent film um, people and they're like anywhere from eight minutes to 20 minutes long and they just are fun short stories that are obviously science fiction and it's just a channel that I love to go and watch um, because they're fun little contained stories um, that are well made and well thought out and by people who aren't playing puppet for a larger company or organization and it's a great way to get your work out there but it's also a lot of fun um it's the dust that's the name of the channel and I just have a lot of fun watching their stuff because um, you also get to see behind the scenes things occasionally and um, get fun little science fiction stories that are Even, even from outside of the U.S., um, from places like Spain or France, so it's a lot of great, different takes on different issues through the lens of science fiction from people who wouldn't otherwise be able to make those projects that they want to make. Let's the numero uno.
2: Yes. Shanee, what do you got? Okay. Um, my first one is a whole bunch of Canadian bands. (laughs) (laughs) Um, the first three are indie bands. So like no one has heard of them. And then the fourth one are super popular here. And it blew my mind when I went down to the States and nobody had ever heard of them because they're like every other song on the radio. Up here
0: is one so. of them robin sparkles <laughs>
2: you Let's going to the mall sparkles. let's
0: go to the mall, yeah, to the mall. <laughs> um uh,
2: so dan mangan said the whale and mother mother are all fantastic oh, indie bands, mother
3: mother i love them
2: That's it. strike it from the list stuff.
3: Okay, okay oh. <laughs> <laughs> and i looked up one of their songs on spotify once that's
2: about they're it. Excellent. I know I've heard of them, but I can give many recommendations. Um, I had a thread on Said the Whale songs that I love. A while Said the Whale is an awesome
0: band name.
2: Yes. They're so good. I've definitely seen them the most in concert as well. So they're lovely. And the last one is a Canadian pop group called Marianas Trench. And if you like very sarcastic and poppy music, go check out their song, Pop 101. They <laughs> it also sound familiar. Hilarious. I get in these deep rabbit holes
3: for random unknown musical groups. So that group sounds familiar as well.
1: Chris, what do you got? I'm going to throw that. Granted, I'm sure a lot of people on this podcast or to listen to it know of it, but there's just a lot of people that don't and gets definitely gets overshadowed. But the 1998 Merlin miniseries starring Sam mm-hmm. Neill, originally aired on NBC, big fan of that series.
3: I know of it, but I haven't listened mm-hmm. to
1: it. You mean watched it?
3: Or <laughs> Watched it. You can Again, listen. To I've you can heard listen of it. to it. You got ears. it I can also you listen to ears. it.
1: But but yes. Um years work. But it, it's just old enough. It's it was such a weird, obscure miniseries. Not many people watched it originally. But yeah. Big fan of it, and I remember it well.
0: So for me, all of mine are things that I've brought up on the podcast before, um, and so um, again, kind of like what Chris said, they're things that our listeners may have be familiar with because of that, or you know, people forgot because they were mentioned in passing. So um, my first one is Golden Sun, which is a RPG that first came out on the Game Boy Advance. Oh,
3: and, wow. um, and that so, certainly dates it.
0: Yeah, it was two thousand one. <laughs>
3: um i mean that's so, a fairly
1: modern right as far as like yeah i'm not gonna lie <laughs> um but still i mean yeah. it it came out on the advance so you know it's yeah. modern
0: <laughs> and so there's been three games in the series um one game or two games on the game Boy Advance, and one game i believe on the ds um yes and the last one came out in 2010 and so it's been 11 years since we've gotten a game in a series. So I, f- I feel like it fits the, um, fits this question. And It's a great RPG. Really liked it. Honestly, don't remember much about it because, you know, I played it 20 years ago. But, um, but I remember really enjoying it and it being a very fun, um, very fun game. So Golden Sun. Um, and then before we get into our next ones, I forgot to put it in the show notes. So I forgot to mention it um but Deanna called it out in chat so thank you Deanna this Sunday um Comics on the Cross will be doing their charity stream and so um we'll of course be hosting that and then I'll be taking part in some of that as well um getting to hang out with them and so everybody come hang out um and support the charity and support them and so um but with that Emma back to you
3: Okie dokie. Uh, My number two is a another YouTube channel that I recently discovered. That's a smaller one. Um, It is the IGP YouTube channel. Um, He is a let's player because I like my channels that play video games. But he primarily focuses on scary games and stuff that involves Lovecraftian monsters if you will so um scp containment breach games and things like that and that's been a lot lot of fun for me to watch um because he has a certain genre that he sort of focuses on or leans towards and a lot of the other channels i follow don't tend to play those kinds of games so it's a fun sort of different option and his humor and his reactions to things are very similar to my own. So that's another one that not many people have heard of, but I feel like needs some more credit, so, yeah.
2: My second one is the Joss Whedon Show Dollhouse.
0: I feel like this was something i would definitely not like just based <laughs> no, on the it, title
2: it, it it's a very strange concept mm-hmm. but it's so good and there's i don't know oh, all of the joss whedon actors are in it and they're all brilliant <laughs> yes
3: yeah i know i've definitely watched this
2: ball house is phenomenal
3: yeah no i watched I this quite it. a while ago um
1: and it's something you probably like overall would enjoy Cameron. It's not.
3: Oh okay. Yeah. It's yeah. not. It's
2: it's oh jeez, what it What's doesn't that elicit show? the title
1: the what the title it, does not elicit the correct images for that show. Okay. Yeah,
2: no, it's <laughs> so sci fi and futuristic.
3: It's kind of and... like Detroit Become Human, but mm-hmm. like in the very early stages of that society, oh, no. if you will um where the role of androids kind of take a different route but there I wouldn't also I wouldn't say they're necessarily androids either in some ways it's kind of different they are
2: not androids they are people it's,
3: yeah <laughs> so but that's like the best route that I can put it from what I remember of the show Which was granted, watched it quite a while ago. So,
2: yeah, basically, there's a company that lets you rent out people of the body type and personality and skills that you need for whatever you need them for.
3: <laughs>
2: and yeah. it Gets crazy,
3: yeah.
1: Uh mm-hmm. huh. So good.
2: So oh, good. Alan Tudyk is in it.
1: And you should be able to watch it on Hulu if you have Hulu. Oh,
0: nice.
1: Had to find it.
2: <laughs> but yes, highly recommend. It's only two seasons.
1: Yeah. Weeding shows get very short lived at their time.
2: Yeah. Yeah.
1: Which is unfortunate.
3: Probably because yeah. he doesn't have the best working reputation. <laughs> but.
1: Chris, what do you got for your number two? My number two goes out to also a video game series um, that. Kind of out there, I don't know, but it's uh, the Suikoden uh series. Mm-hmm. Um, I think there's a total of like five, yeah, five numbered ones, and then some spinoffs. Um, but yeah, I've always enjoyed this franchise. Um, going back, uh, they go all the way back to the original that was released on PlayStation in '96 in North America um and then yeah i think i bought i can't remember now i owned all the ps2 versions oh my goodness um but yes so we it it, it's it's just a wonderful japanese rpg um the Art in this series was always phenomenal along with the soundtracks um but it's there's a lot of material and so I understand why this is not a popular well known series because there are so many characters in the game um and getting through their different stories or like trying like it is it's a massive massive game not gonna lie um but still wonderful definitely recommend if you can find one um give it a shot uh but man yeah long game that's one that i've played some of like i think i've played one or two of those games but depending on your play style if you're the type of person that like tries to explore every corner this is not the game for you (laughs) because you'll not (laughs) you'll get burnt out really fast from trying to just find everything on the first try or anything like that you kind of just have to to go with the flow in this type of game. Um there's some grindy elements that I enjoyed too, but all in all I had to like try to give up my grindiness for these games. <laughs> but so,
0: so for me, um my number 2 is uh, I'm picking a specific thing, but it's also kind of a placeholder for all the tabletop RPGs that don't really get to live because of how popular D&D is. And so um, so I'm picking Lancer. Your yeah, wife is cool. Yes, she is.
3: Mm-hmm. 10 out of 10. Great, okay, keep going um,
0: And so my pick is Lancer. Um, Lancer, I've talked about it before. I got it through the itch.io bundle and I ran a one-shot with some online friends a while back. And um, it's a great RPG setting um, in the very distant future. Where humanity has expanded out into the galaxy, um, and he uh, or, and we are um, basically able to custom print mechs, and so every player has a player persona as well as a mech that they are piloting. Um, you have your skills, you have all this kind of stuff, and um, it's a really cool RPG setting. Um, of course, I'd also just love spacefaring sci-fi. So, like, there's that. Um, always um and so um yeah and of course it kind of plays into all the great mecha, like gundam roots that i grew up for so uh, but yeah so go check out lancer emma what is your number three
3: real question does doctor who count if i started watching it before anyone knew what it was
0: No. I mean, the first rule of top threes is that there's no rules, so.
3: Because technically I started watching it before anyone, pretty much anyone in the U.S. had even heard of it. So like season three, so 2008. But if that doesn't really count, then I'll get super specific and say I like The Ninth Doctor because no one likes The Ninth Doctor, but I do. (laughs) So I'll bend the rules in that area and say (laughs) I do actually like the Ninth Doctor and he doesn't get enough credit. There's my rule number thing number three because I couldn't think of anything else. So
0: Ninth
3: Doctor. I mean, yes, people knew who, what it was in the 60s, but obviously there was a Gap yeah. <laughs> between of like forty five years, roughly, <laughs> if I can do math, which I cannot. <laughs> um, but yeah, that's my number three.
0: Janine,
2: all right, you have? my number three is single person tabletop RPGs. People are always so shocked when they hear single player. they are like, what? How does that work? They're super fun. Yeah, I the and I like it's them.
0: almost like you're quoting us when you told us about these, <laughs> and we were super confused to what was going on. We are everyone yeah. though. <laughs> like we yeah. are prime candidates for how people don't know what's going on here.
2: It's true. It's basically what it sounds like. You have the instructions, and you roll things, and things happen based on what you roll. But you don't need to get a whole group of people together to do it. It's just you. It's fun having an option for RPGs that doesn't require a group of people. Mm-hmm. What?
1: <laughs> yep. I mean, not having to deal with the logistics and, yeah, and everyone, it. every <laughs> time you see someone, oh, yeah, definitely interested in playing d and I'm just never available.
3: Yeah.
1: Yes, exactly.
0: Do you have any specific ones you want to shout out?
2: Um, I haven't played a ton. Um, the name has left my mind completely. It's a letter writing one. <laughs> I can put it in Discord later.
0: Sounds good. I know that that was the one you had mentioned, but I also didn't remember anything. I <laughs> remember the specifics. so Chris, what you got for number three?
1: I have no idea. Um, most Filipino food.
3: <laughs> Big I did support you on that one
1: <laughs> Most people Aren't familiar with Filipino cuisine But it is wonderful And takes elements from all across the world Because We're confused <laughs> I'm not sure if it's the 300-year rule by Spain, by the Spaniards, or the conflicts with the Japanese and just all the Asian elements. We don't know what we are.
3: On a similar note, traditional South African food is also completely delicious. And doesn't get enough credit. And I'm not talking like the British-influenced stuff, but like the actual traditional stuff.
1: Yeah, you got a little bit of everything. And lots of rice. It's great.
0: So for my last one, I'm ready for the hate. Um, Because Candy corn. (laughs) I mean, I do love candy corn. But I am like, again, come at me. Um, But my number three is Mass Effect Andromeda. So I will catch or cash this with. I got it for like ten dollars, and so my expectations were much lower than people that got it at launch. But um, I do feel like, um, even though the the story for Mass Effect Andromeda does not live up to the other parts of the series, um, specifically, of course, Mass Effect Two, which is peak Bioware. Um, And, um, but I I still hold that. I think the gameplay in Mass Effect Andromeda is the best in the series um, for what it was trying to do. And um, I think that it's one of the things that kind of gets thrown out, uh, like the baby gets thrown out with the bathwater where it does definitely have some issues. But I think one of the main issues that it has is that um, fan expectations were too high. Like it's one of those that there was no way it was going to live up to the hype. And um, some decisions were made that were not great. Um, I, I feel
3: but... like that was the state, the the case with Last of Us Two. As someone who played or got into that series for the first time, playing Last of Us Two, where it was great, and it just a lot of the bad hype came from mm-hmm. fan having fans having their expectations too high or whatever
1: well don't forget the studios also have a part in 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 their marketing and they're overselling yeah. because yeah. i mean they are a hype machine for their game mm-hmm. and you know um and kind of what you get what you show prior to the yeah. actual launch sets the expectation especially from the yeah. previous games and i think mass effect had the yeah. biggest overhype problem the
3: right. um which is like the super marketing surprising. package is the biggest source of income mm-hmm. essentially for yeah. video games and film. That's that, what gets people in.
0: Yeah. The thing that I think is super surprising about that is kind of like how we talked about how I met your mother getting a director's cut ending. There's also a director's cut Mass Effect three ending because of how hated the ending for that game was. And then like by the time because like the whole so much of the rest of the series is so good and then people in andromeda came out and i think everybody like forgot how bad the ending was to mass effect 3 um and we're just like well this isn't the same it's like well admittedly the same was a horrible ending so like you know um but um but yeah so uh, listeners um let us know what the top three um, things are that you like that people either haven't heard of or other people in general don't like. Um, And then next week we'll be coming back with the top three changes we would make to a bad movie to make it better.
3: Cool. So I didn't realize that was our top three. Oh boy.
0: So it can either be like three changes to one movie or like one change to three movies, or of course there's no rules. So Um,
3: y'all have 90 minutes for me to talk about this
0: but we we do have a youtube channel that if you wanted to post longer thoughts you could um
3: i'm literally going to school for this yes
1: (laughs) to make changes to existing movies (laughs) hey someone's got to reboot them and do them right
0: um but um, with that, um, as always, you can find us as One Geek 411 on all of our social media and our website. Um, you can send us an email at 1stgeek411 at gmail.com and check out our Redbubble store. Um, you can join our Discord server if you want to chat with us between shows. And then you can catch us live on twitch.tv slash OneGeek411 and then find the videos over on YouTube. And then we are also available wherever you find your podcasts. Um, and of course, if you want to connect with us, um, you can do that through our personal social medias as well. Mine's Humar Whittle.
2: Mine is I am not prepared with an I. I'm the Hoot and Howl on Twitter and Hoot and Howl Tales, T-A-L-E-S on Instagram.
1: And I'm not so far. And it's been a great week. Wash your hands
3: chocolate.
1: Read a book. I love you.